Hi there and welcome along to the On The Whistle podcast. I'm your host, Zane Nabi, and joining me today is former PSL winner, our faithful analyst, our good friend, our Spirit Cup winner, Courtney Fries. How are you doing today, my good man? Absolutely fantastic, Zane. Uh, overcast weather, cold, raining, uh, perfect England weather. I know, and the Prime Minister is gone, and we're going to have load shedding in the winter, which... For those out there, load shedding simply is power outages. So that's not fun in the cold. But listen, this bry is smoldering. The coals are hot. Um, we've had some winter sun. And to lift our spirits and bring the passion, we have four-time, let me say that again, four-time winning PSL coach, Gavin Hunt. He's here to join us to talk about his second coming at Supersport. He was on last year. We loved it. Gavin, welcome back round the Bry. How are you doing, pal? Um, good to be back and it's good to see Oaks. I'm a little bit uh, underdressed here. The other Oaks got a tie on. I mean, is he going to can we apply for the Prime Minister's job or what? <laughs> Courtney for Prime Minister. I don't know. Courtney, you know, John Barnes was... He couldn't, he couldn't be any worse. He couldn't be any worse. Sure. Listen, it's an easy job. If I look at the mistakes people are making, it's an easy job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Well, well, listen, it's so good to have you with us, Gavin. I'm not going to hug Thanks, you. Man. I'm going to give it to Courtney first to kick us off. But what a pleasure. We, we were looking forward to this conversation. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we're all parts of the world. So, yeah, good. Let's fire Gavin, away. Yeah, Gavin, let's get straight into it. Super sport from a results perspective of flying. You know, you picked up six wins out of seven games. Uh, beat Sundowns as well. What is it down to? What is going on at Supersport? Um, look, we didn't start great. I, I think we actually played the first three games, four games we never won. I think we lost two and drew two, so we weren't looking great. Uh, you know, there was a lot of murmurs around and that type of thing. And But I thought actually we, I could see that there was big signs of, of you know, this team could do something. Um and we played very, very well. We lost to Amazulu in Durban. We murdered them. I mean, we played Chipper. We should have given them five, you know. And I mean, it was really frustrating enough. But we'll just be patient. It'll come. And look, we've just started, you know, pick up a little bit of momentum. It's a long, long way to go. I mean, we've got like 19, 20 games to go. So um, I'm not uh, getting too excited. But what we need to do is get ourselves in a good position and, and try and work off that a little bit. So, yeah, we just keep going, you know. Keep going. Uh, now, Kevin, you're back at Supersport United. Uh, it's the second coming for you. You you were very successful in your first names at Supersport, uh, along mm. with the late Thomas Marikache, and I saw your tribute to him in the week, which I thought was really yeah. Um, How did the move come about to get back to Supersport? Well, I mean, they say you must never go back. Uh, it's like taking an ex-girlfriend back, isn't it? You know, sometimes. <laughs> They say you should never go back, but um, you know what happened? I mean, two years ago, I really we had a, I mean, the biggest blow in my football career was, you know, when that Vitz got sold. I mean, you know, we, we were all in the bubble. We were in a hotel for six weeks, locked away, and we got told we don't have a job. So that was the biggest blow in my, my life, playing career, coaching career and everything. So it was really a downer. And everybody was being sold off, you know, uh, like, a, like meat. And it really peed me off and I was the last one to get a job 
and I took a job that I didn't really want because I, I knew of all the the mind the minefields that you're going to go into those type of jobs. And Vitz, I was there six years, so I always said if I ever go back in anywhere into football, I'll go back to Supersport. I always said that, and um, and then obviously last season never came about. Supersport were obviously doing very very well. Um, you know, and you, I always say for jobs, you don't go look for them. They let them come to you, you know. And I thought, okay, it's not going to happen. And then I've been at the first time in my football life since playing, because I went straight from playing into coaching. So it's the first time since 1981 that I was out of football for six months. And people say, oh, you need a holiday. I said, absolute rubbish. You don't need a holiday. I have a holiday when you retire. So that really, you know, made me look at things. And I was really, it was a big knock on me, you know, from just waking up every morning and just sitting around having coffee and just doing nothing. I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. So um, my golf got worse. Because um, <laughs> see, people say, oh, you play so much golf now. I said, what else would I do? But it got worse because I was so demotivated. And then this came about. I got a call and it was late, you know, because everybody had started. And I, and I thought, geez, like, if this is not going to happen now, it's not going to happen. And I got a call and I, need to, I got this job two weeks before the start. That's also two weeks before the start of the season. So I came in there late, couldn't get a player swapping. You know me, I like to trade and swap and and uh, and, and try and get a few in. I couldn't get in, and so that's I think we said a little bit to do with how we started because I didn't want to. You know, I thought we needed a player or two. You know, so that's how it came about. So um, as you know, you and I have been keeping in contact. Obviously, yeah. happy for how you're doing. I noticed that you were in Manchester during your sabbatical. Yeah. What yeah. did you come to England to do? Please don't tell me you came here for electricity purposes. Um, so, no, all truly speaking, a friend of mine obviously knows someone at, at City. And, and uh, yeah, I just asked if I could come over and, 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 and have a look around the club and see how they do things. It was very refreshing uh, and, and sort of reiterated the things that I, you know, I believe in and how the football game should be played. And not that... Uh, there's any rocket science or any, you know, this, uh, because people always think, everybody, everybody tries to reinvent the game. And I went there and I saw how simple it was. And uh, yeah, I went there and it was really good for me a couple of days there. Then I went down to Brentford. I was down at Brentford as well. What a football club. What a football club. Uh, they're going to, I never say they'll be a power. I say they can never be a power. So they don't have the, the support base and they haven't got the, they've got a history, but never history in the top level. But, but the way they run the club and the way it's, it's really professional. So that was also uh, refreshing to suit both ends of the scale with money and with no money, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, just came back and then this came about. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So, Zane, sorry, man, you just cut in there. So you, you spent some time at the two clubs. Did you have some time with the managers within these two clubs? No, you know, you know, you know the problem is, uh, Courtney, is that when I went there, they had Real Madrid uh, on the sem and the semi uh, was a semis. Yeah, they had they, they they were playing every two three days. So the last thing Pep and these Oaks want to talk to is an oak like me from South Africa. I understand. So I didn't really. I had big meetings with uh, Jason Wilcox. You know, Jason Wilcox was a left winger player for Blackburn. He runs the academy, and it was very interesting to feel. And he, uh, to be fair, he, he was very good to me, and he gave me a good two hours in his office, one on one, just firing questions and giving me and, and telling me and asking things. And, and that was very refreshing for me. And, and then I went down with the coaches in, in, in the youth, you know, because I could get, get a little bit closer there and just watch the training. And yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. 
Gavin, you spoke about going to City. They're obviously a club with lots of resources, um, a lot of finances coming in. Um, you look at South Africa and you look at a team like Sundowns and they have a lot of investment that's gone into them. Um, just like you have teams here in the UK wondering how they can topple City, their fans, their coaches out there wondering, is it possible to stop the Sundowns juggernaut in South Africa's Premier Soccer League? Um, no, I think they'll dominate. Uh, they've dominated the last five, six years. I think they've won the Premier League. I don't think anybody will stop them again this year. I think we can beat them. Like we beat them in the first round. We'll beat them in a one-off. But I think over 30 games, you know, I think they've got a bit, they've got a squad as, they've got, I mean, let's be honest, they've got two, they've maybe got three teams there that could play and I think could come first, second and maybe fifth. You know what I'm saying? Or fourth. If they played the three teams, so they 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 got huge resources, as, you know, uh, and 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 uh, their big objective is obviously trying to win the Champions League in Africa, you know, which I've always said that Real Madrid will struggle to win the African Champions League. They couldn't win it yet because of all the travelling and where you play and how you play and what goes behind the scenes. So, you know, that's their big focus. But domestically, I don't think that I don't, not even Chiefs, not a chance. And Pirates, I think, are about the closest this season in terms of the squad-wise. And then you get us. Well, then you get the, the, the rest, which is us. So I always say, you know, if you take... I, I, I always say a coach should be judged on the financial, what he spends at a club. And I don't think that that gets mentioned enough in world football. So if your club is spending X, you should be coming first. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, who spends the next? Second, third, fourth, whatever. If we're the fifth or the sixth best spenders, the top six should be good for us. But obviously, that's not my makeup. I want to end first. But I mean, you know, uh, so I, I think in, in South Africa, in this market, yeah, it's really out of proportion. I think they're way ahead. They just, what they, this wages and, you know, that's why all our players, I mean, look at Supersport. We've sold all our players to Sundowns. I always say, would Man United sell their place to Man City? No chance. You know, would, would Everton sell their place to Liverpool? No chance. I'm talking about, and we do that in this country, and obviously our, our neighbours were our rivals, but we sell all our best players there. They've got five, six of our best players over the last four, five years. I've only, I'm back from my time when I was here, we sold our whole team to Sundance, you know. I mean, so we lost all our best players and, so yeah, I, I just don't know if it's I don't know if that's right, but hey, the, the you know the money rules the game. That's how it works. I, I'm wondering, Gavin, from your perspective, and listen carefully to your answer there. Do you think Sundowns' success has purely lied in the financial power that they have, or oh, no. is their coaching? You no, know, no, could no. Courtney and I go there and achieve the success? Um, I, 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 no, let's be. I mean, I've got to. You've got to give credit to the, the coaches because you, you know when you've got a, a good group of players, you. That's not. I feel my opinion. I think it's not so much about coaching. I think it's about managing. Where I'm coaching more than managing. You know what I'm saying? And the high you, oh, anywhere sure. in the world. That's why. That's why Carlo Angeletti is the best for Real Madrid. Is is he manages people? He's the best. I'm not. Maybe not. Maybe he has to be a good coach. Yeah, of course, because you have to coach players. And bet, the better players that you've got, you have to challenge them. So you can't be doing poor training sessions and not challenging good players. Average players, you don't have to challenge them because they, this is where they are. Do you understand what I'm saying? So coaching is all about challenging the better players 
and, and doing sessions that obviously challenge them mentally, physically, and then obviously managing all the egos because you've got three, four players in every position that are just, if not just as better as the one playing. So they, you've got to give the coaches credit. Uh, and maybe that's why they've got three coaches. Do you understand? Uh, maybe one guy they feel can't handle it. But yeah, that's, I can't, I can't comment on that. But you've got to give them credit. Um, uh, um, I, I just feel that they should be, my opinion with their finance, they, they should have the best five foreigners with the money that they, and that's where I think, I'm not saying Sundowns, I think that the whole of South Africa, we need to be better. If you allow five foreigners, we need to bring in better foreigners. So the league will be elevated. And I think Sundowns have brought in, you know, like Serino and these players are top players, you know, and they've really elevated the, their team in the league. But uh, I don't know if we could spend that much money. Well, we can't. <laughs> we don't. I haven't bought one player. I haven't bought one player for 10 rand or 100 rand. I haven't bought one. They freeze and loans and swan. <laughs> So you're the coach, you're the manager, and you do the deals. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't do the deal, the extra money deal, but I... I, I just get told, we've got no money, we can't buy anybody. Right. Now you have to swap and trade and sell. And so that's, that's, uh, yeah. But I, listen, we, my, my second time at this club is totally different to the first time. Uh, mm -hmm. Because now we, we say, right, we're not spending any money. Uh, we have to use the youth. So I've got the youth team training with me, training the youth team, looking at the players. And, but, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of time with these type of things. But in football, you, you don't always have time, you know. So, yeah. I'm wondering, Gavin, do you have enough budget for a boot camp? I know when you're first coming in Supersport, you spoke to us on the podcast about how you did a boot camp when you first came in there so that you could get to know the players. You could also test. I wasn't them. popular. I wasn't popular. <laughs> but it also, honestly, no, I call it, gave I, you I a chance to weed out players, I, right? I'll tell you what them. happened. It's a true story. True story. The first five games, we were bottom of the league, we had four points. So they wanted to fire me because I've changed the whole, I've, cha I've turned the place upside down, which is my, you know, I like to, if it's not right for me, then I'll turn it upside down. So I said, right, we're taking them on a come style drought. You know, come style drought, remember that? Where they put them in. Yes, so come style drought was a boot camp that the South African rugby team did a couple of years ago. And at that, at that time, it, it was, didn't go down no. well with the players. But they, were, they, they went a little bit too extreme. They had guns, they were shooting guns over their heads and crawling in rivers and, but I had my guys carrying telephone poles for five calibers. Uh, uh, had to go through water with, they, they put them in the bush. They slept in the bush that night with a with one egg, one uh, chicken drumstick, one match, and a flint. No tent, nothing. They they hated me. We won the league. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing this time. You're doing this again, right? No, listen. I always, you know, I'm I'm crazy like these type of things. I think sometimes, you know, football. You know, people people say, oh, coaching, yeah, coaching is very important. But sometimes, sometimes in football, a lot of the time, you know, it's 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 about that the little bit extra. And we were bottom of the league. I said, right, two nights in the bush, telephone poles carrying jugs of water, uh, one drumstick, one egg, no food. I can I tell you that they, they rebelled, but you know what? The guys that took it, the army guys that took them, they said to me, because I said to the I said to the, the staff. There's three or four players that they need to go. They're causing all the problems. And when, when we did the, the, the actual report to the end, because what they do is they give you a T-shirt and they paint you with a number, seven, eight. They paint it. And they don't call you by your name. They call you, hey, number seven, number eight, number this. So I got the numbers collated with the names. So when the report came at the end of the, 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 the two days, 
They said to me, number seven's a troublemaker. Number eight, don't he's the worst one in the group. And they were the same players that were causing the problems that I wanted out. What happens? We got them out. We never lost a game. We won the league. Unbelievable story. I'm telling you, it's the truth. So sometimes players don't need. It's like taking the, it's like taking the group of players out. Let's go. We all go get pissed. Let's go in the pub. Everybody in the pub. Let's go get absolutely smashed. Get all the stories out. But next week will be better. I'm telling you. I had a coach. I played for a coach. We lost. I never get. We lost in Joburg to I don't know Cosmos. He said, right. Everybody in Monday. We thought, ah, oh, here we go again. Another meeting. We got down there. There was meat and beers. Everybody got absolutely smashed. There was one or two arguments. We won. We never lost a game in another 20 games after that. I'm, I'm telling you. So sometimes, is it all about the coaching, about football? No. It's about sometimes it's just something you need to switch and the group will just go in another way. Or, you know, and that's why a, you've come around our virtual Bri, right? Yes. I'm telling you. You'd be surprised the, the Bri's, what things come out in Bri's, sitting around a fire. What things come out and a few drinks here and there, you know what I mean? To, to bond the team this time around, to get them together, I'm guessing there's no boot camp, but what what no, you, no. what what, what so, have you so, done? Well, I, well, I, well I, did the, I did a boot camp. I did actually, but a football boot camp. Uh, when I first came the first week, I said, right, we went for six days, three times a day training. Six o'clock, 10 o'clock, three o'clock. They, they couldn't handle it. They, uh, yeah. So we, I, I ran them in the mornings. We did gym, play, trained at 10, trained at three. By five, they were in bed sleeping. So at six days, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And I crashed course. Them. And we had, and in the afternoons, we played six friendlies. So I had six games, six days in a row, right? Plus train, six o'clock, plus train, 10 o'clock, play a game at three. Just crash course them. I tell you now, you should have seen them fly the next after that. So I knew this group needs, we needs a wake up call here. It needs something. It needs, uh, Yes, we're tactical. I do that every day. You know, we're doing proper training, proper coaching and, and building things through the phases and all the football stuff. But I'm telling you now that when you get to the top level of the sport at our, or any level, sometimes it's not about the coaching. It's sometimes a little bit about getting them in another direction. And I'm not saying that, oh, now we're winning, now it's working. I might need to do another one if you don't win a game or two. You know what I'm saying? But it's a... It's, 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 yeah, for me, it's, that's what it's about. Gavin, I was going to say, um, I just got a couple more questions and we'll give it back to Quartz. But um, a couple of seasons ago, Amazulu were flying high. Benny McCarthy was coaching them. They were doing excellently. I know he's someone you know, uh, somebody you managed and you coached. Yeah. Um, how proud are you to see him at Manchester United working with the Fords? What is that? What is that like watching I, that from so, so I sent him a message. I actually had to pinch myself, you know, um, because but the, 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 the good thing that Benny's got, he's played there. He scored a hat-trick against them. He, he's played in the Champions, he's won a Champions League medal. So, you know, the problem sometimes in football, in world football, people think if you don't play in the English Premier League, uh, you're, not, you're not that good. I mean, he played in a Porto side that won the, the Champions League. I mean, he knocked out some big names there. Um, could he have done better in his career? I think if you ask Benny, I think he could have. You know, you always had a, he was kept moving too much, maybe, you know, here and there. But I mean, certainly at Porto, he found his niche. Uh, you know, I actually had a great, uh, you know, good career, but then moved on. Blackburn, he scored a lot of goals in the first year. Delta Vigo, he was very good as well. In, in Delta Vigo, I, I went to the, I was at the Spanish um, uh, Cup when they beat Barcelona. When Delta Vigo, I was at the semi final in, in the no camp with Benny. I was there because I was staying by him. 
Um, yeah, so listen, he's had a good career. Um, but, he, you know, he's, he's in a step of his life now where, yo, I mean, he, he's really, a door could open for him now. If he spends a season two there, he could get a good first, I think, a good uh, championship club. Why not? You know? And then I'm going to be going like this. Hey, I'll do the coaching. You just talk all the nonsense to me. Let me come coach there. You know what I mean? I'll do all the coaching. <laughs> anytime, so, anytime. And, and I'll be the system. I always say, I've said to all young coaches, and I did that when I started coaching, all young coaches, listen what I'm telling you. Get an old assistant. Don't get somebody young and get an old assistant. A guy who's older, who's been there, let him be your assistant. Let him sit there next to you. Say, hey, whoa. I'm telling you, that's the best thing for young coaches. You see, I did that. I had my former coach, Ian Towers, bless his soul, he's dead today. He was my manager at Lenick. And I, I pulled him in. I said, listen, come sit next to me. Then when I went to Lenick, I got a guy by the name of John Riley. He was a, the F, a FA, uh, UEFA coaching instructor. I said, just sit next to me. He was in his 60s. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'd walk out the dressing room and said, that was good. Oh, that was shit. That was good. That was good. That was bad. You know what I'm saying? Say that. Don't say that. And I would, you know, and, and as I got older, you know, I've, I, I always agree with it, you know. I was going to go, that's been my philosophy for the podcast here, Gavin, is that that's why Courtney's involved. He's the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Young and old is good. Look what he looks like. Looks like a million dollars. Thank you, Gavin. We're going to take it back to Marks, Marks and Spencer tomorrow. We don't know who this is. Marks and Spencer, take my suit back. But before we bring the million dollar man in, I, I just have to ask you one more. You know, Gavin, you, you came onto our pod and we loved our time with you. Um, when we recorded last year. And I, I remember you were saying, you know, Benny's done so well. He's overachieved. Yeah, I remember, yeah. He set the bar so high that it's actually going to count against him because now Amazulu are going to have unrealistic expectations of what they can do. Well, they've they got rid of him. They got rid of other coaches. Um, and I just wonder, with your wisdom sitting from afar, what you think of the comments you made when you were on the pod, if you can remember them. And secondly, the running of Amazulu at the minute. What, when you look there... Well, um, I phoned Benny. I spoke to Benny after that year when he came second. I said, as long as your ass is pointing downwards, you'll never have another chance in your life to come second. You'll never in your life that club placed it. They could have, and I said to him, you've got big problems. He said, why, coach? Because now they're going to want you to come first. You should rather come fourth, because then the next season you can come third. You understand what I'm trying to say? I said, you, they overachieved coming second. He took that club from relegation to coming second. They, the goalkeeper was, I mean, he was, he was man of the season. He was saving the ball. And, and then they would score breakaway. You know, so they were, you could see they were, in some games they had control, some games they had no control, but they were never going to come second again. And, and I told him that. And uh, I said, unless you strengthen properly, you know what I'm saying, and really get better than what you got. And then they got rid of one or two of the players that they had that they came second with, and then, you know, he was under pressure. He was under pressure. Yeah, I think I think he suffered with some of the recruitment there, Gavin, that he did pick a uh, pull in. And because also, it, it looks like a lot of players. Yeah, you know what? He looks like from afar. I'm just saying from afar. I don't know. They recruited on emotion. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So when a player played for guys that, you know, oh, he played for guys at Chiefs. His legs are gone. He can't run anymore. What are you signing him for? It's a bad signing, do you understand? But it's emotional because it looks good on the if you sign a Pirates player or this player. It's not that you, they, I, I think that's where they let themselves down, really did. But, you know, even now, I mean, I, I think they're in the bottom of the league. 
you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know? Well, Gavin, let's 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 come back to Pizzo at the moment. And as Zane said, he's played for you. What do you think of the project he's taken on there in Saudi Arabia at the moment? And also, it's also a second division team. Um, what are your thoughts Listen, on that whole move? I, 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 you got to come. You see, he, he got really fortunate. I wouldn't say fortunate, but he earned the fortune. Do you understand what I'm saying? He earned it by getting that unlikely job. So. Once you've had that job in Africa, the gate, it's open, my friend. But now, my person, I mean, I would tell Pizzo, listen, don't tell me it's about football. It's about uh, looking after the future. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I think he's looking after the future financially. That's basically, because you're not going there for football reasons. I mean, really, are you? I mean, it's in terms of, he's gone, luckily, which is a bit, I would think, a much better league than where he is now. You know what I'm saying? So, it's financially, he's helping him. He's going to live, you know, he can do what he likes. But, yeah, uh, he's working in a good area. The next thing is to get one of those big clubs in the, in the, in those, you know, in that uh, golf league there, you know. And I think he can possibly do it. Or get into the Europe, which I think is close for him now, you know. I was actually disappointed with his move that, um, you, you know, you had a manager like the uh, Greek manager. You had the Wolves manager, uh, owner's coming out on uh, on TV saying, listen, we are looking for a good manager and we cast in the net fine listen, wine. His name Courtney. never came up once. Courtney, Courtney, in the football world. That's not what you know, my friend. That's who you know. Who controls most of the managers in English football? Uh, Jorge Mendes, my friend. Yeah. He controls everybody. And I wish I could find Jorge, because I'll be, name will be mentioned for Wolves. So let's be honest. That's what the game is all about. And if you got the the agent is connected with clubs, huh? That's my point. I got here's this guy in South Africa. Me you got this Oliver CV. What what what? They're gonna say who? Because nobody knows no. Because somebody's got to know somebody to know somebody to get in. That's the only way it works. Because you must remember, a coach can't go on trial. If I was a player, I could come there and say, "Hey, shit, crap, send him back." But my CV, oh, yo, everybody's got a CV, like a good CV. But I can't go on trial. I'm a coach. So, so what am I going to do? Put on a training session and show you. I've got to, so somebody needs to know somebody to know somebody. So Pizzo, he's come brilliantly by going to Alakli. Listen, he suffered to live there. He, you know, it's a, not a nice place to live because of obviously it's a different life altogether. But he's, he, he suffered, done well, won the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. Now that golf area, he controls it. He can go anywhere there if he wants to. But he's going to need somebody to get him in the big league, and Greece maybe, because he played there, so he's got a chance maybe to get into a Greek league, but is the money going to be as good as he's earning now? No chance. And is he going to get his money <laughs> if he goes to the Greek league? You know? <laughs> yeah. well, and, there, my, and there, my friend, there, my friend, you draw a game or two, you're gone. In Greek. Yeah, well, uh, my, uh, my, my wife is an Aikara fan. My wife's an Aikara fan. Um, and honestly, with the Greek economy, he might as well stay where he is. But, but he's uh, never gonna he's never gonna earn the money uh, what he's earning now in, in it. and he's not he, unless he coaches Olympiakos or Panthenaikos. But still, you there you got two games, three games at you know. Uh, so uh, I, 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 I mean, Gavin, sorry, go on. Yeah. So so it's very important. You got to have an agent that knows somebody, but they are they going to take somebody on? That you must also remember, South Africans, we get judged on your national team. I'm telling you, 
So they say, where are you from? South Africa. Now nah, you crap. You, what do you know? Your team is hopeless. Players, you crap. So we get judged as a coach on my national team. And I'm saying, hello, yeah, I'm in South Africa, down there, down the bottom there. They, they laugh at us. They laugh at us. They'll never, you know, you've got no opportunity. We'll never get an opportunity. Never. Because, because of, if our national, when in 96, that era, 98, when we were really flying, all the, the scouts around the world, where'd they come? They came to South Africa looking for players. You know, there was coaches, this, that, people are talking, you know, and, but obviously that just went like that, you know. I have to ask you, Gavin, about another South African abroad, but this time in North America. You have Bradley Carnell, who's coaching in the MLS. Now, how did he, he, obviously, he played with the, 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 the director or the, 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 what do they call those? They call these, they got so many titles now these days. So he played with a guy, the guy gave him a gap and, hey, fair play to him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, you know, he played there in the Bundesliga, which obviously does help. And then uh, he came here, did what he had to do, but then he got a gap, you know, and that's, listen, hey, I'm not begrudging him. I'm just saying, that's how football works. I mean, it's like me bringing an assistant in. You bring someone in that you know. You, you give, you know, you don't want to bring in somebody you don't know. I mean, well, that's the way it works. So I don't think, as a coach, and I'm, I'm, I'm crying, I'm, I'm crying out for something like that to just, you know, go and try. And I had seven months, and I, I mean, you know, I spoke to the guy at City because they got all the clubs. I'll say, send me to China. Vietnam, Hong, send me anywhere. I'll go. You know what I mean? I'll start at the bottom mm. just to get opportunity. But hey, they got so many people. That's the way it is. Well, listen, I, I, I have one more question and then we'll we'll wrap the pot up. Um, earlier, you were explaining that Sundowns are just so well resourced and unstoppable at the minute. You're back at Supersport. This is your second coming. What do you think would be realistic goals? Do you think you could get on cup runs? Do you think you could qualify the team for African competition? Uh, would those be uh, your goals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I looked at the squad the first, and I knew we had to play Sundowns in the top eight uh, in the first league. And yes, I'm not saying I wanted to lose, but I thought, listen, we got them a week apart. We got the league game second. I want to win the league game, you know. The cup game, you'll see what I what I did in the cup game. I got a little bit of a hammer because I put three, four kids in it. But I thought for us to go play in a semi-final, two-legged semi-final, which is there was a lot of league games. In the in the in the in the in the in, the, in between the, the the first round and the semi-final, I think it'll take a lot out of us. We haven't got a squad for that. So I, not that I was happy to lose a game. No, I was sort of right. This is not a bad idea. Let's try put our focus on the league game, which I did. You you'll see my squad and the team selection was a little bit different, and I did things that which I would never have done if it was a, if it was a a, a, a a league game. The first game I would have never have done what I did, but I did because I, you know it was. Not that I want to lose, but I'm just saying to you, I thought if we could drag him into extra time and go to penalties, we've got a great chance. But anyway, um, a cup, if we get a cup for me, is a draw. I don't care. If a cup in England, that's the draw. You've got teams that get right to the final by playing nobody, and you fluke it. You know, you draw, you get a good cup draw home and what. So a cup is certainly, but I feel I would love to be back in Africa with Super Speed. So that means top three, if we can get there. You know, we were eight last year. Yeah, I think we were eight. So let's not just be easy. You know, with a young squad, not, not many players. If we can get back into Africa, I think it'll be a great achievement. But there's two, there's a lot of good sides and, and consistent. And this league, so we play. I've got two games now in the next two months. Three months, I've got two games. Difficult. You know, we've got the World Cup. And then January, 
I've got seven games. And I've got two now in three months. It's crazy. So it's not easy to coach and play and keep the thing going, you know. We've got the African Super League, which is meant to launch next year, Gavin. Does that excite you? Does that scare you? No. What are your thoughts? On a, the, only people, the, only, the only people excited are the people who are going to make the money. So if you're in it, fantastic. But the, the, it'll, the, the league will die a death. Okay, Europe, the leagues are strong. Uh, the proximity of playing games. But you play an African league in Africa, my friend. So we got to go to Guinea. I'll give you an example. I went to Guinea twice the last couple of years. It's 27 hours to get to Guinea. Okay? You got 10 hours to Dubai. No, nine hours to Dubai from Joburg. 10 hours to Guinea. 27 hours in transit. Now you've got to come back and play a league game on the Tuesday. Are you joking? Where in Europe, you play, they've got private jets, you fly and they're ready the next morning at training. So this Super League, what's going to happen to domestic leagues? It's a money-making thing that's, that's, that's going to kill the domestic football in Africa. And yeah, I, I just... But if you're in it, hey, fantastic. You know, it's, uh, if you're not in it, it's, it's really... You know, because I think every club in South Africa, in our league, it's like in England, when they play Man United, when they play uh, Liverpool, those fixtures are big fixtures, money-making fixtures for the clubs. So when we play them, it's a big day for the, our club. Even if it's our home game, we're getting 30,000 receipts at the gate, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So I just don't know how this thing's going to work, I, 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 but I don't see it in Africa. Yeah, that's all I don't Gavin, thank you for coming onto the pod. As Courtney said, we appreciate your honest conversation, uh, your wisdom that you've shared. And for those of you who are listening out there, please do follow us on our social media handles. That's OTW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or search for the On The Whistle podcast on Facebook or YouTube. We love to hear your comments. We love to engage with you. And wherever you are, whichever platform, if you're on YouTube, if you're on iTunes, if you're on Spotify, leave a rating, leave a review. It makes us very happy. Even Gavin Hunt, it means you've rated him very highly on the show. So we don't get many ratings. It's down to you, Gavin. It obviously wasn't good enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you again, Gavin. Thank you, Courtney, for being around the bride. I wish you gentlemen well. Bye-bye.